Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 249. Lynn's here with Tony and Josh. Hello. <laughs> Hi. These are weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still drunk. Yes. Yeah. Tony's recovering specifically from some St. Patrick's Day festivities, but really doesn't matter. Tony's recovering because it's Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always in recovery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we got into some comic books this week. I talked about the uh, latest issue of I Hate Fairyland. Yep, and I got into Power Rangers and how epically awesome that comic book series has been. Yes. Yep, we talked about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, um, we got Tony's review yep. of Beauty and the Beast, for sure, which led into... What did that lead into? Some more Disney movies yeah. being made. Yeah. So the uh, new Matrix. Matrix, yeah. yep. yep. A couple other... We also talked about like X Men, their yes. their movies and thoughts on that, like we always do. Yeah, yeah. possible the, uh, TV shows. The upcoming Clueless uh, comic book that's coming, yes. plus one other one that I'm very excited about. So, you know, just a good old fashioned drunk on comics episode where we didn't really talk about anything, but we talked a whole lot. <laughs> that's, what we're that's our tagline. <laughs> so sit back, relax. Grab a drink and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 249, Lindsay and Her Beasts. Drunk on Comics holiday of the year, right? Yeah, one of the the many. Yeah. <laughs> Any reason to drink, really, but St. Patrick's Day is the best reason to drink. It's, that's all it's about nowadays. Well, I mean, then I love celebrating Pulaski Weekend, my yeah. Polish heritage. I love uh, the beer festivals. Right. I love uh, Those aren't a, holidays. a Tuesday mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling. Yeah. Saturday. Happy hour, yeah. <laughs> Wake up to brush my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Shot of whiskey. <laughs> Gotta get the day going, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I I definitely celebrated this past week in style. Yeah. Style by, I've styled my, my mustache up into a... Yes. To a ring toss? Curly. <laughs> that should totally be the name of that mustache. I had... Uh, Ball hooks. One of the... Ball hooks. <laughs> Just throw one up right over here, throw another one right up over here. I'm imagining next week you're going to come with little circles to throw on my face. No, I had I had uh, two individuals separately come up to me to get pictures with me. You can't look me. at him now with a straight face. Sorry. Individuals come up to you. Yes, uh, they were doing a scavenger hunt. Ah, they needed they a needed hipster a curly, stash. Curly mustache. Yeah. It's a curly mustache, not a fucking hipster stash. I am not a hipster. This is just awesome. Yeah. And as, and as all my friends always tease me about it, everyone else thinks it's fucking sweet. Yes. I had so many people give me high fives like, that's an awesome mustache. That's an awesome mustache. And I'm like... Thanks. Like, I didn't think I'd get this much praise, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I love being the center of attention. And you people are easy to please. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, I had one of my friends, she goes, is that real? She starts touching it. I go, yeah, it's real. She goes, when did you grow? I go, well, see, I, last time I saw you two weeks ago, yeah, it just popped up. Like, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I goes, didn't even do anything. It just, been, I woke up and it was like this. I've been using Rogaine on the corners of my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but seriously, though, because a lot of people are like, holy shit, that's a long uh, mustache. And it's because I've, like, blended it in and just made it yeah. blend into my goatee that no one really knew I was growing it this long. Mm-hmm. In fact, I... I pull it out for work, and my boss... You shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's how you get sued. That's how you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> my boss saw me, and, and I also went with a box of Skittles. I was like, top of the morning to you. Would you like to taste the rainbow? <laughs> and she goes, oh, my God, we're having a meeting upstairs. We're in a break right now. you got to go up there. Something in a meeting with just a couple people. No, it's the owner of the company, the CFO, <laughs> bunch of like other big wigs, and I go in there dressed all in green, have my throwing skittles at them. I just barge in like top of the morning. T- 
would you like to taste the rainbow? Like, in my fucking impression, that's all I could say, and that's even shitty. They're all laughing. I hand out the Skittles around, and they thought I, was, I got a picture taken by the CFO and, like, put on their internal thing. Like, he's, he's showing, exemplifying the fun in, in this group. Then I just went around the whole building, passed out the Skittles till I was done. And He's the candy man. Yep. Still. Yep. Well, I'm trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Need it all. But yes, uh, good times, good booze. Let's get into some comics, though. Yeah. Did you read some comics this week? Maybe. Oh, I did. I read one. Of course you did. You always do. I know. I'm a it, good It'll be a nerd. surprise when Josh reads one. I know. He doesn't read. Actually, he has been reading Deadpool, but it's all back. Oh, back oh, issues. Back issues, issues yeah. Um, but I picked up I Hate Fairyland, number Ooh. 11. That's a book that I need to get back into. So it well, it was on hiatus, so it hasn't been out for the past that couple could be of also months. Why. Yes. So uh, if you haven't read it or if you're behind, this is a good jumping on point because from the way it starts, I don't even know that you need to have read any of the backstory at all. It's like the, a new arc. Yeah. The way the first 10 issues played out kind of was like Gertie was trying to get back to. Her home world, and she was there for thirty years, and she was still stuck in the you know body kid, of an yeah. eight year old or whatever. And she's very violent, and she swears a lot, and it's just a great, fun, kid friendly book. Yeah, um, <laughs> you remember when it first came out, and like we had like a hard time figuring out what the actual title of it was. Oh yeah, because they had the fuck fairyland, yeah. which is the on my pull list, which is, that's the version that I always got was the fuck fairyland version, but I don't know that they're even doing that anymore because I, I didn't like, get one. Are those like variant co- yeah. covers? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. But, the, yeah, and it's, I picked up my first one that said fuck fairyland, and I was like, oh, that's the name of this thing, but then we're learning, no, it's I hate fairyland, and I'm like, which one is it? And I think it always marketed as I hate, and they were just variant covers, but for me, picking up a new book, I was like, that sounds awesome because it has the word fuck in it, and normally <laughs> comics don't do that to promote themselves. Right. So it almost... it. It well, almost has to be that they are marketing it so that it's not... Right. You know, it does have language in it. It doesn't have language in it because they don't swear in this book. They use fake well, swear oh, words. Yeah. Like fluff instead of fuck mm. and stuff like that. It's it's just extremely violent more like, than anything. I'm going to fluff you so hard later. Like that kind of thing. Yes. Is that what... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> So it's written by Scotty Young it too. Like <laughs> it's written by Scotty Young too, which I know when it first came out, we were like, "Oh, Scotty Young, that's the the baby guy." Like he always did the baby versions mm-hmm. of variant covers and stuff for mm-hmm. Marvel comic books, mm-hmm. and then he comes out with this, which is full of, you know, a young child eviscerating fairy tale creatures and stuff like that. But the last arc ended with her becoming queen of Fairyland. And, like, this epic battle going on, and then at one point in time she has to make a decision whether she's going to go one down one. It's a very D&D type decision. Are you going to go to the left tunnel or the right tunnel, and what's going to happen? And when she goes down the tunnel, it kind of resets everything back to the beginning. So you think you're at the end of the story, and Scott Young just wrote himself a new beginning, essentially. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this one starts at a convention. She's at a, like, a... <clears throat> uh, what do they call it? Not a comic convention, obviously. Oh, Dungeon Fest Expo Con is what it's called. So it's oh, like a, a Ren Fair. It's like a comic convention, yeah. really. <laughs> but or a gaming gaming convention. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. So she wants to go there and meet her idol, who's this barbarian woman, and ends up getting to meet her. And the woman's a huge bitch, you know, like when you go to cons and you think you're gonna meet your idol, and they're just like next, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So she ends up getting this little fangirl who loves her and follows her around everywhere, like, is dressed like her and everything like that. So she goes from being a fangirl to, like, an idol right in the middle of the book. And this this little girl that follows her around everywhere starts overshadowing her. Oh. Because she be- she takes her on as, like, a protege because she's going to be better than her, her idol because her idol was such a bitch. So mm-hmm. she's going to be the better person and take on this young girl in need and help her become what she wants to be and then eventually the girl ends up overshadowing her and that's when the gertie decides this is where this i think this book is going to be different than the rest because i was wondering you can i mean it's great watching all this cutesy 
stuff mixed with violence, but after a while, it just kind of becomes the same thing. Yeah. Over and over and over again, and you're like, I don't, I mean, it's... It's a different episode of, like, the Wiley e. Coyote and yeah. Roadrunner. Yes, exactly. And, it, you know, you you only need so much of it before you're like, I think I'm good. But the in the end of this, spoiler alerts, she's going to become good now. That's her. <laughs> but I almost feel like that's set up to then make her be bad later yes. after she's good. Yes. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if she can be good. What her version of good even means. Because you could still be extremely violent and be good. <laughs> or, like, what happens is she's trying to be good, but, like, what happens accidentally is people get decapitated yes. and stuff. Like, yes. So, it, it, I liked it. I liked the turn that he took. It made me want to keep reading it instead of just, you know, same old stuff, different day. It's kind of funny to say that about a something that's so ultra-violent that you're just like, eh, bored now yeah <laughs> well, when they just rely on that yeah you know right if, if there's no good story to back it up right then, yeah and you know his his whole pull is the the mix of the two the fairy tale meets the ultra violence and mm-hmm. it's good i like it but again it only takes you so far you have to have a story behind yeah. it so sounds like he's gonna gonna go in that direction which is nice and I want to see her try to be good. I think it'll be cute and violent still. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll never guess what I read. Hmm. A comic book. That is true. Yes. The Wall Street Journal. <laughs> you'll never guess that I read that. That's true. The other day I just saw it and I picked it up and... Well, what's your review of the Wall Street Journal? It's there. I, I was lying. I, I Did you just say it's there? Yeah. <laughs> That's the review. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's still there, guys. They're still in publication. Oh, yeah. Let's see. What is it from Boom Studios? Of course. Yeah. You know exactly. What I know. I'm about, is it a is it a comic that has a movie coming out in the next week? That could be. Oh, okay. Mm. Let's see what else I think that you it's can. Wonder elute. Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superwoman. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 13 it came out this week, and it was a doozy. Like, I have to admit, this comic book series, hands down, one of my favorites. And because of that, um, we have, uh, like, the, the way that they've set up these first 13 issues with kind of their... They have a couple other uh, offshoots with the Pink Ranger and everything... This is the world, and I've said this before reviewing this book when we were talking about who this new uh, Power Ranger was, and we find out it's Evil evil Tommy, that they've set this world up, like, they're going, like, on the the point of, like, next story, or, like, this whole epic scene where I feel like they could have saved this whole story arc two years down the road. They could have did some campy, cheesy, Mm -hmm. we fight a bad guy, and then this. This is, like, a huge fucking epic saga which is what really is pulling me in, because I'm like, once you defeat this bag, like I don't feel like there's something that can top this. Right. This is, is almost like pretty early in a run to be doing first, a giant yeah. epic storyline. And th- like this happened halfway, th- like book seven, I think, when yeah. they had Lord Dakin, which is um, or Lord Draken, which is uh, evil Tommy's name because he doesn't like being called Tommy, and in this evil alternative timeline world. Like I said, this has all my favorite things. Giant Zords, time travel, aliens. I mean, I guess... So did they have they... Last time I got into this book is when they went to the alternate timeline or whatever, and they confronted or came face-to-face with Evil Tommy, but it was undetermined whether it was the future or an alternate timeline. Oh, well, that's... So, episode... Not episode. uh, (laughs) Issue 12... Uh, last month's issue really got to the meat of what's going on and what happened. And it uh, calls back to, in the show, because the whole Green Ranger saga being the best uh, miniseries of any type of show that I grew up with. And everyone loves the Green Ranger. And, like, one of the big things that I feel like this book came out this week, when you think of green and, like, nerdy, two things should come to mind. Green Lantern, obviously. And Power Rangers because of the Green Ranger. I can't think of any two more iconic green. Hulk. And there's well, there's people. Else, but you wouldn't associate him though, kind of with 
Green Arrow. <laughs> no, and I know there's other greens yeah. there, but you think of St. Patrick's Day and green, nerdy. Mm. Those yeah. two just seem, plus also because they're both Irish uh, in nature for the comic book. Uh, Are they? Yeah. Tommy? Yeah, Oliver. He was Irish. Was he? Yeah, hence the stereotype of black became Black Ranger, uh, Asian became, the Irishman became Green Ranger. Oh. Hmm. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And who was the other one you said? Green Lantern or Green Arrow? Green Lantern. Are they, he's Irish? Yeah. Hal Jordan. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jordan? No, no, uh, Kyle. Hal O'Jordan. Kyle. (laughs) Kyle Redner is, uh. Oh. Is Irish. Mm. Um, I don't know, know enough don't... about Green Lantern no. to prove or disprove you, so I'm going to say okay. yes. Okay. Right. What about John Stewart? Is he is he Irish? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, step back from that a couple yeah. paces and continue. <laughs> I feel like this book came out like this week before St. Pat- to tie in with St. Patrick's Day, as well as to tie in with the movie next week. Mm, which mm-hmm. there's some things not having seen the movie yet that I feel this book is either pulling from like they're doing a lot of like focusing on Goldar in here, which we all know in the movie is going to be in this. We got a lot of more backstory of Rita and learning, you know, in the, the movie we can assume she was the green ranger and, and had those coins and everything. And within here we have this dystopian society where we can see what would happen and play it out. If the green ranger, uh, had chosen to still be for Rita's side. That's where this alternate timeline came from. Saba, the the old white uh, ranger sword. I don't know if you remember the show mm-hmm. back in the day. The talking One, sword. Yeah, he was. You saw it. He was found within. Yeah. Uh, Good Tommy and and Billy found him, and you learned of in this timeline. Zordon Rita was like, you know, taking control. Well. What happened was Tommy had chosen to then be on Rita's side. Instead of turning good when he got the powers, he just decided, nope, I'm going to go with her and help conquer because through obedience, it, it seems like that's the best way to preserve life is make everyone, you know, follow step in step with mm. what they say because they think for the best. Right. You know, kind of like those. The dictatorship. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the illogic of good guys becoming dictators. Right. Of like, I know what's best. So I'll tell them. Yeah. And so through that. You have Zordon making um, a new ranger out of the white spectrum. Saba was made. Uh, Jason was going to take that power. And in the battle, um, Evil Tommy won out. And that's when he was the Green Ranger and became like this hybrid green-white ranger, which is why his costume looks a bit of both the White Ranger and the Green Ranger. Mm. and looks fucking badass. So that's where this, this alternative timeline is and where they're at. We still only have those two in this world while the other Power Rangers are on Earth trying to figure out how to get them. So this, the storylines going in this are all over the place. Then you have Rita who's taken over the command center and who's tricking the other Rangers to come on in through a back door that they reprogrammed Alpha to communicate with them. Said, I have a weakness to get in here, come in this, and then you later find out Rita's controlling Alpha so they got oh, shit going down there. Poor Alpha. But I don't even really care about like the real Angel Grove and stuff. I like this alternative yeah. world where, as you saw too, there was uh, more uh, Black Ranger, Macedon like looking stormtroopers, oh, like, like clone types. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So those are all people in there. Tommy has the power, whole power of the gr- morphing grid, and he can give people powers. Oh, really? Give them suits, which we saw he took away someone's powers within uh, issue thirteen here. And I was like, damn, like he is like a god in this world. Wow. And there's other factions. I mean, there's the Sabretooth uh, group. There's So each ranger, there is, he has a coin for them, and he can create like little uh, platoons hmm. of the different things. Now, I haven't seen them all have uh, different zords or how they control them. They kind of seem to have like, you know, normal, whatever, henchman type. Uh, like stormtroopers, yeah, yeah, flying around. But you also see too within the giant battle that turned, you know, the tides to make Tommy be the the evil all and all. There was other Power Rangers. They they briefly said, you know, other people came to our aid, and you kind of saw like some of the the neo uh, 
rangers and like oh like the different versions of the shows yeah yeah and, and some of their trucks and trains no we didn't have, i didn't see those ones but <laughs> but there was a couple of and even now they they're with the faction called the coinless which i find that kind of a badass knowing that power coins and that's what they're called and we have uh some of the in season three when we had some of the newer rangers come in like aisha and everything they're part of that group so you oh. kind of have more continuity of going back to the show but at the same point this is its own huh. own world and its own thing and it's good it's really good so does this make you less or more excited for the actual movie oh. <laughs> since this is so good I, I feel like i'm still gonna get disappointed but i can't not go opening night because a i need to go before reviews come in right mm-hmm. and b there's there's just something about and if it wasn't for that fucking zord <laughs> it looks so dumb like, it might big, look better in the, in the movie screen i hope so maybe but you the, just need a giant screen for a giant zord you should just totally roll the dice and go to the imax Oh, no. No? I don't know if I would... You saw Beauty and the Beast in IMAX, but you won't see Power Rangers in IMAX. Beauty and the Beast was a beast of a movie to... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but that was even cheesy. Um, Everybody knows you didn't have to say it. (laughs) (laughs) No, Beauty and the Beast, like, seriously, hands down, it's always been, like, whenever people are like, what's your favorite movies, and you forget half of them? No, that is, like, top five the animated version like that that tale it's it's old as time and such a dork <laughs> regardless i am a dork uh no i love that movie and seeing it live i'm like uh knowing there's a lot of people there's a lot of things out there of stupid people saying certain scenes to be honest there was a little infuring infuring Yes, of, you know, some some gayness. But so honest, it wasn't like, okay, so... There was like, if, yeah. If you guys haven't been on the internet at all, ever, um, then you wouldn't know that apparently LeFou is gay in the movie, and people have been losing their shit over it. Okay, first of all, in the animated version, he's obsessed with Gaston. If he doesn't have a little bit of a boner for that man, then... He's got way more wrong with him. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, but you're saying people losing their shit. Like you, it wasn't blatant. It was just all. Oh, it was totally inference. subtle. And yeah. I wouldn't have, I would have like caught up on the, the like, oh, I think he's gay. But until they flat out like started talking about it on the internet, so I was like, okay, that seems a little, you know, chummy a bit, you know. Yeah. He, he probably has got a crush on Gaston, but like really you couldn't tell unless you would have known that was happening. There was one scene where someone got dressed up as a girl through the wardrobe, and wow, okay. Doesn't that happen in the cartoon? It too? does, but 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 the one kind of gave like a, a wink, like he was happy about it, and ah. the wardrobe goes, "Go be free!" Like, oh. and it's like a little subtle nod. And you know what? People that are losing their shit over these small things are missing the point that this movie beautifully done like it is magical because i remember hearing like there's a drive-through in alabama or something like that that had banned it and then like all of indonesia or something had banned the man sings a love song to his male best friend yeah who did do you guys sing love songs to your best friends? Well, yeah. About well, how great yeah, they are? <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm gay. But I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, like, why are people, A, surprised by this, and B, the biggest offense that I've seen and that I think is hilarious is this is a movie about a woman who falls in love with an animal. Yeah. And people are upset with somebody being gay in the movie. Yeah. Well, in, in <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome and all, like, yeah. but... This movie, like, there is going to be some extra scenes added that I'm like, you don't need to make more than a perfect movie. Like, Beauty and the Beast was amazing. And the added scenes that they did do actually added to a better story, I think. Like, they changed a bit of the, there's been a gripe of, like, well, he was only 10 years old when he got cursed because of how they said it and everything. Or, or like, why would no one remember this castle? Well, a couple extra lines of dialogue in the opening credits was like, and she cast a you know a, a spell which made everyone forget about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's simple enough. Like sure. Right. So the town next door 
forgot this castle was here. Awesome. That takes care of that plot hole. Um, going into Belle's mom, I was like, you didn't need to do that. But then the f it was really subtle at first, but then they kind of threw it in there uh, towards the middle of the movie. And then you're like, damn, that was some good revealing. And it really it, it showed more of how they they came to love each other. Like, honestly, that's one of the big things that I was like, okay, she was stuck in the castle forever, but in the, the cartoon movie, time didn't really pass that. Right. You couldn't tell how long time had passed. In this movie, you can kind of tell that it's, they kind of left it a little ambiguous of how, was it a week only or was it a couple months, but it didn't seem like that long because no one really seemed to have aged that much or forget about her being at gone. Right. So it's in the span of, let's say, a week. How do you fall in love that quickly and you see that happen mm. and oh fuck so they took drugs <laughs> <laughs> they got really drunk and that's why drugs. all the, the the inanimate objects are talking yes! <laughs> yeah it's just a story about a couple people on lsd yeah. really <laughs> he's such a beast <laughs> he's actually just hairy <laughs> he's a big fat hairy guy <laughs> yeah. so it was great and right now it is uh i guess Batman vs. Superman was the biggest March opening in movie history. Why, how, I don't know. I think, well, I know how. Just people wanted to go see the movie and then it kind of petered off afterwards. Right. And right now, Beauty and Beast is like pretty much on point to break yeah. break that uh, that spell. Um, <laughs> that didn't even, <laughs> I did not even try on that one. I'll tell you what. That was obvious. <laughs> Well, I was going to go into numbers, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Josh stopped me from what I said. Um, yeah, they they have already uh, in the in the Thursday night was sixteen point three million. Wow! And then they've also uh, Friday they added sixty four point two million. I can see this probably after Saturday or Sunday, it could open well over one hundred fifty million. Um, which uh, Batman and Super or Batman vs Superman opened with 166 million when they opened last year. So yeah, I think it's gonna blow out the so. water. It should. And it's it's like I said for some of those movies, they they made that Cinderella. Yeah, I mean that one was okay. This yeah. one though, because it's full on musical, right? And they have those other ones that they're planning on making. The Lion King one I find ridiculous because if they're gonna do CGI like the Jungle Book though. That worked because you could see a real life human. There was a person in it, yeah. Yeah, like otherwise, it's just a CGI movie right. because they're all animals. Therefore, it's Unless just they're an getting animated real animals movie, yeah. to like yeah. roam around, which is how they do that. They're right. real animals, but a CGI boy, <laughs> <laughs> so they don't kill the boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then they're making uh, Aladdin. That one will be great. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And and I've already heard people say though. You can't beat Robin Williams. Like Robin Williams made that part. Like he's doing a live action. Yeah, one? Oh, no, they okay. have that. They have live action in the uh, plan for um, Little Mermaid. They have one mm. for uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. But Aladdin and Mulan are the next two that they're. They don't have a release date or anything for that because I think Mulan's the next one actually in production huh. to get started and going. And Aladdin, whoever plays the genie, should not copy no. what Robin Williams did. No. They got to make it their own. But how you make it your own without being, people being like, "But that's not the genie," yeah. I don't know. And so they're, that's going to be a you know really tough for them to try to find that. But they're looking for uh, authentic uh, for Mulan, mm-hmm. you know, Asian mm-hmm. people to play the parts of this and not whitewash it like we always talk that happens in, in many Hollywood giant films. Yes. They, they just need to get another big comedian to do the genie, like Louis C.K. Oh, my God. That would be... <laughs> yeah, I could see him doing it. Pull, pull Instead of being, like, an over-the-top, kind of optimistic genie, you just yeah. get a really sad, middle-aged pessimist. He's complaining about his kids. <laughs> being a single dad. That would be so depressing. <laughs> Aladdin's just like fuck this. I don't want any more wish. Every time he makes a wish, he's like, God. Kids are like, Dad, you're doing it all wrong. You're wishing for the wrong things. (laughs) This is the problem with millennials. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Uh, 
So, well, I'm excited to see Beauty and the Beast. Maybe they'll do a Lady Genie. That would be interesting. Sarah Silverman. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, feel, I think, I, though, the bromance needs to be there. It's yeah. got to be a guy genie. Yeah. Like, like, I'm all for gender swapping, you know, roles. Yeah, I don't care. Half like, the it time, doesn't but sometimes... bother me. But you, I think for the basis of some stories, it needs to be. I get that, yeah. It's like if you did Jungle Book and you made. Mowgli a girl? Right, or Baloo, like a girl bear. Like, yeah, that dynamic like, would totally change. Yeah, because girls and guys can't be friends. <laughs> Especially exactly. little boys and giant female bears. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how they wouldn't hump immediately. <laughs> so, you guys, the, the time is nigh. The time is nigh? Yes. I think that's the saying for when things are, are doomed. Okay. faded. Sure. Uh, Stan Lee has canceled uh, his Salt Lake uh, Comic Con appearance yes. due to undisclosed health reasons. Mm. Whenever he came, like, fuck, I thought he was not going to be doing any cons two years ago. He said pretty much done. He had health reasons then. Mm-hmm. He came out of it, and he's like, I still like doing these things, and he keeps going. But every time that this happens, I, like, have to stop in my tracks and be like, oh, shit, like, what is it this time? What yeah. Is, like, yeah. And then pray that it's... Instead of doing Giraffe Watch, we're just going to start doing Stan Watch. Somebody get a camera on that, man. What's giraffe watch? Yeah, the, gir- the 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 giraffe mom that's giving oh yeah, yeah giving yeah, yeah. birth that has is pregnant and hasn't given birth yet. She oh. still hasn't. Uh-uh. I've been hearing about that for weeks. Yeah, no, but point is, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people on the internet obsessed with this giraffe, but I think we need to change the focus to Stanley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would be confused. Like, wait, Stan Lee's going to have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, it's scary. I mean, yeah. he's, how old is he? 94, I believe. Yeah. He's getting up there, and we all would like to think that he'll live forever. <sighs> yeah, he just turned 94 in December because he's yeah. got my mom's birthday. Yeah. I remember that. Aww. Mom's 94. <laughs> <laughs> She, she waited a while to have kids. Fuck, my, my doing some Irish uh, drinking her. at my uncle's, and I'm sitting at the kids' table as always. And and one of my little cousins, they they were making fun of me of like I'm a big kid because I am, and they're like, yeah, sitting at the kid table. And little cousin Ian goes, yeah, but he's 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 a big kid inside, but on the outside he's 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I look at him, and we start laughing. He goes. What? I don't know ages. I go, <laughs> you definitely don't, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Well, I hope Stan gets better. Yeah. He's got, I think he's got a couple more years in him. But if, God forbid, anything happens to him, it's going to be a sad day in the nerd kingdom. Do you imagine the morning that will happen? That would be, you know, the, all the comic books are going to, they probably already have issues just Ready, sitting, prepped, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like their whole That's line. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know word would have gotten to Stan Lee, like, we're all waiting. <laughs> it's going to be commemorative. <laughs> Can you sit for them? <laughs> okay, that is true. They probably don't have them. They probably have some ideas. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. Brian writers, Michael Bendis writers keep it in idea. the back yeah. of their minds. But... <laughs> yeah, they're just waiting for him to die to release these. <laughs> they're just hoping it happens at just the right time when a quarter is going downhill and they need a good bump. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stan Lee's the kind of terrible. Stan Lee's the kind of trooper and company man that would totally do it. <laughs> like just time is over. Well, you blood. know, DC is kicking Marvel's ass right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you need: <laughs> the death of X. Yeah. Death of Stan Lee. It's so mean. It's terrible. We, Don't we do joke, it, Stan. We, we joke because we love. Yes, that's how nerds cope with feelings: is through yes. humor. Yes. <laughs> Um, but in all seriousness, we did have a person who is kind of an icon in the comic book industry die this week. Um, Bernie Wrightson, who is an illustrator, uh, big in the horror genre, uh, was actually the co-creator with Len Wein, uh, of Swamp Thing in the 70s. That character's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, other, other important characters that he, uh... Had his hand in was Destiny, who 
um, was a storyteller when he created him as like a kind of like a crypt keeper type character where they would intro into the story and kind of do the setup and then it would go into the story after that. Uh, he also created Abigail Arcane, who is a big character in the Swamp Thing universe. The other thing I thought was pretty cool, uh, he helped do the character design of the Reavers in Serenity, the movie. Really? Yeah. Huh. So he's had his hands all over the place. He's done a ton of covers for, um, like, Stephen King books, and he has worked on heavy metal a whole lot, so he's got that really classic, like, horror style. I bet Wait, you, you've you mean, seen... Like, he's worked just on heavy metal, like, the, the, the animated movies? The magazine. Oh, okay. Because heavy metal is a magazine more than it is a movie. In case okay. you didn't know that, yeah, are they like related? <laughs> yeah, people. Oh, really? The people who do heavy that. metal magazine did the heavy metal movies. Oh, I didn't. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, heavy metal's a, it's a great magazine, and it just uh, who was it that? Now, just... what is a magazine? <laughs> <laughs> ancient hieroglyphics. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but no, I I can guarantee you that even if you've never heard of Bernie Wrightson, you've seen his art somewhere because he's done so many covers for so many different horror books. Creep Show, he's done a bunch of stuff mm, on. Of yeah. course, obviously Swamp Thing as being the the co-creator of that and just all kinds of other stuff. So Yeah, that would make sense. Creep Show was Stephen King's thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So big 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 influence in the industry. I think it's important for us to get people like that's name out so they can be remembered forever. And Swamp Thing is an amazing character, and I attribute a lot of that to Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing, but it's, you know. It had to start somewhere. It had to start somewhere. He's an icon in the industry. So our condolences go out to his friends and family, and fans. We know a ton of people in the the horror comic genre, so Mm -hmm. they're all in mourning right now. Mm. But Moving on, happier news. Yeah. That was our little sad news segment of the day. I don't know if I have happier news. I just have kind of news <laughs> and rumors and such. That do you guys know that there's uh, more Matrix movies coming on out? Yes. No. Yes. They. How did you know that, and I didn't. Because I have no idea. she's nerdy. I love. She doesn't even like the Matrix. It's true. Movies. I don't. I do. I like the first one. I played the game. Like Damn, the, you're, the, you're way more dedicated. The MMO game. Doing a shot of. Oh, huh, huh. <laughs> Oval team. <laughs> it's all soupy. We have the. That's because you keep shaking it up. You are you not. Guys, that's shake to. vigorously. Not all the it's, time. It's soupier. Have you, you ever don't. used whipped cream before? You don't need to shake it up that much. All I've the used time. whipped cream. It's never been filled with booze before, though. Yeah, but you guys are. You guys have been shaking that up all day long, and you definitely are not doing it right. Well, I mean, obviously, you're getting the booze out of it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's all that matters, right? <laughs> it is. That is true. Anyways, going back to the Matrix, yeah. uh, the, it's a whole world that they want to explore. And right now, it seems like the next movie will be a prequel, a Morpheus prequel. Oh. And that could be interesting, seeing a little bit more of the war. Um, obviously, that happened, like, eons before even... Morpheus, but like seeing him break out and mm-hmm. him trying to find Neo could be an interesting story. I don't really like prequels a lot because it's kind of like you already know what happens, but in this world, it, it seems to be it'd be more interesting having a different uh, non-powered Agent Smith because when he first uh, appeared on you know the screen and Neo was fighting him and everything, and then they both became like godlike until the ends. They had some fucking killer, like, moves and everything in their fight sequences. Was the previous version of the the Matrix, was it a little bit less that? Where did that come from? Do Did they realize that they can upload programs through Morpheus? I mean, I know he's not the first. Uh, I guess he could be the last of looking for uh, the ones out there. You but was there anyone? Upload programs through Morpheus? What do you mean by that? No, the, he's the one that came up with you can like hijack and just oh, put things I get, in. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Or or we the old. We learned it through Morpheus. I, I thought you meant like he was a pipe 
No. <laughs> and they could upload it through well, him. Wasn't there a program, downloading program called Morpheus? I feel, I feel like, like there probably was, yeah. LimeWire, Morpheus, I yeah. don't know. It could have been, but... Or Orpheus. Or, <laughs> they create LimeWire in, yeah. in that world. Yeah. Like, fuck, fuck these things. We're going to hack them. Yeah. We're going to download a car. So... This is basically what they did, yeah. One thing to note about this incoming Matrix movie and why half of the internet is upset about it, it is not going to be... Done by the original directors, the Wachowski brothers, we, sisters. Well, no, well, brother and one sister. One's a one's a guy still. Yep. Did they both transition they both over? Transitioned in they the last did? year. Yep. I did not know. There that. was one when the Sensei uh, show, which is amazing. I can't wait till season two starts uh, again on Netflix. Was they were doing that when one transitioned, and then the other one has also recently came out and transitioned yeah. as well. Which it's a big because them being uh twins that oh, it, I didn't even know they were that twins. it's it's in their i guess genes they were born yeah. one went feeling that way and then the other one i guess realized had the same whatever that realization is and yeah interesting huh. so i don't think they're identical, identical twins that's why that's why they always call them the the Wachowskis. Wachowskis. yeah instead of yeah. they used to call them the Wachowski brothers yeah now they couldn't do that and I don't think it's right to call them the Wachowski sisters now, but I mean, maybe it is. Yeah, if they identify that way. Yeah. Well, the um. Point is, they're not doing not this them. movie. Yeah. yeah, that's surprising. Although you know, it's not. It's not. Um, uh, George Lucas doing the Star Wars movies, and right. that's for the best. Well, and you know, <laughs> people like you when they, you first found out that. George Lucas wasn't doing this new Star Wars movie. People were like, "What?" And then we were like, "Oh, this is better." Yeah. And then when you know when when they went from Gene Roddenberry doing Star Trek to J.J. Abrams doing Star Trek, yeah. everybody was Star Trek, Star Trek. Every, <laughs> everybody oh, I lied. Was, They're not twins. Sorry. Oh, okay. I didn't. I'm yeah. glad you corrected yourself. If they were, yourself. they were. Yes. Yeah. Um, but J.J. Abrams did a much better job on. So I mean, it really depends on who they get. Yeah. It's hard to be. It's the, gonna be JJ. Abrams. It's hard to be the person that creates because they kind of created that genre, that sci-fi action, like yeah, slow mo camera angles and all that stuff. They brought it well, from that. Call, I think it, they termed it bullet time. Yeah, they did. That, yeah. Well, that was the technique that they used for the cameras setup, but then they got rid of that in the follow-up ones and used CGI. Right. But um. They they were the first that really brought that over from Japan, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, again, as history has proven, you can't really down something before it's even been made or yeah. anything like that because you just fucking never know how it's gonna turn out. It could be amazing. Who the fuck knows? The second two Ma- Matrix movies were terrible. So, well, there's a lot of people too <laughs> that are speculating. You know, is this gonna be a reboot or a you know and I I wish a I can't put that against Hollywood from doing that though. They right. would pull some stupid ass shit. Oh like yeah, that for sure. Because they are dumb. Yeah. But that's again within our lifetime, you can reboot shit from like the twenties and thirties and forties, give them new life, give right. them updated. But when a movie comes out and like you have like another, that's why I hate fucking reboots all the time because I already know this story. And if you didn't get it right the first time, fuck you, I don't want to give your money again. Right, right. Yeah. But sometimes reboots can be good, or reimaginings. Yes. Beauty and the Beast. Right. Making it live was totally different. And... Exactly. It's all about the creative, creative aspect of it. I was going to say creativity, <laughs> and then I changed, and it, the word creative came out weird. Yeah. Stop looking at me like that. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I have actually two comic books I'm very excited about coming out in the near future. The first one is Clueless. They're making a comic book out of the movie Clueless. And I am so excited about this. I What were their superpowers again? <laughs> being awesome. <laughs> making being able an enti- to match making, clothing. Making an entire generation say things like as F. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the I mean the movie was amazing. You mm-hmm. guys have seen Clueless, yes, and yeah. you would agree that it is an amazing. Like it's it not is, even I mean, just it, a chick flick. It's a great no, it's not, it's, 90s it a, movie. 
It, uh, yeah, I guess that's better because I mean it's not straight up comedy, but it's Mm-mm. funny at parts. Yeah. But yeah, '90s movie would be the best genre to throw it in. But I mean, that's a star-studded cast, yeah, and it, it still holds up. It is one of those if you watched it, you liked it, and don't even look at it as thinking that it's a chick flick or a clueless teen drama. It's really good movie. It is a really mm-hmm. and well, and it's it's a play on Shakespeare. I don't know if you guys knew that. I don't think I did know that. Yeah, it's a plan. I knew that at one point, but I can't remember. Well, hell, half those movies that they've come out with, I mean, 10 Things I Hate About You, Taming of the Shrew, they have a lot of... Was it? Yeah. I did not know this at all. You didn't know that? I loved a lot of these movies, but... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Clueless is not Shakespeare. It's Jane Austen. Oh, Oh, well, then. My bad. Yeah. That's why we didn't know. It's it's Emma. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there's a... Fuck, what was that? I mean, they had that movie Midnight Summer Night's Dream. I mean, mm-hmm. that was based. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's straight up the, yeah. the title. But they had uh, Hamlet, they that had, one with Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they had O. Oh, yep, Othello. the Othello one. Yep. yep. Uh, I mean, Lion King is Hamlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in Star Wars, they say pulls a lot from Shakespeare. There is this really good movie that's hard to find nowadays that I watched back then. Um, it was Back. Scotland, PA, Scotland, or Scotland, Pennsylvania. Okay. And it was Macbeth, the story of Macbeth, but told from as if he's he's building up a McDonald's franchise. Like it was all about building a fast food okay. empire. But it was Macbeth. But it was Macbeth. It was so good. It was a comedy, and it was so good. And it's like really hard to find nowadays. Yeah. But that was a great movie. Around the same time. Pulls from Shakespeare. Right. Clueless. It's around the same time as Clueless. Is that yeah. what you're saying? It was like oh, okay. a 90s movie. But I'm very excited. I loved Clueless. I've watched it a million times. And it's actually being written by uh, Amber Benson. And if you guys ever watched Buffy, you would know that Amber Benson played uh, Tara, who was Willow's girlfriend oh, yeah. on Buffy. Yeah. Which I didn't know she was a writer, but it'll be interesting. So that's coming out from Boom. So... Is this, um, can you tell from what they've released that, is this like going to be set today or is it going to be set back then? You know, like from, is it a modernized? Right. And from what I can tell, it's going to play straight from the movie. Okay. So it's going to be set in the movie timeline. They're still mm-hmm. wearing the same, same clothes, clothes and, and styles and stuff like that as they did in the movie. So mm-hmm. I think it'll just play off. I don't think they'll update it. I really hope that they just give us a treasure trove of new slang to use because that would be awesome. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. There are so many things in that movie that is totally 90s. Like, if people want to understand how we talked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We all talked like Valley Girls. Yes, we did. I did all the time. (laughs) Not. (laughs) (laughs) That's still my favorite. All right, what's your other comic book? Um, so there's another comic book coming out from Boom that is called God Shaper. And there is no obviously tie-in to like a favored movie classic for this. But it, it comes out in April, and I want to point it out because I think that the story that they're telling is going to be really interesting. It's about uh, a society where everybody has their own personal god, mm-hmm. except for... <clears throat> People who are called, sorry, my phone's ringing. I'm pulling a Tony here. Um, (laughs) uh, Except for people who are called God Shapers. So those are the people in the world that don't have their own personal gods, but they can manipulate the gods of others. That sounds interesting. And so it's about this kid who's a God Shaper traveling around with this God who doesn't have a person. And I don't know if that's just because he was never paired with a person or because his person died. Who knows if when you're a God to a specific person, what happens to you after somebody dies. But the whole concept of the thing is just blowing my mind and I can't wait to read it. So that also comes out from Boom and that comes out in April. So I'm going to pick it up. Everybody should pick it up. We should have an epic discussion about it. It's going to be awesome. That sounds a lot like Clueless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, rumor amongst uh, some people is HBO might be getting into the comic book realm. Yes. And I I don't know whether to follow this rumor down the rabbit hole or not. 
just on a word alone, but yet it does bring me to the X-Men right away. They've recently trademarked Utopia and Dystopia. What that means for a show or whatever, we don't know. But as I said, iconically, I think of those two uh, titles being used for X-Men. And is HBO trying to uh, license the rights from Fox, who has the Mar- or X-Men franchise, to make a television show? Right. Which, I mean, that gives... It gives Fox money, HBO paying them to use mm-hmm. their license. It makes their product be more, uh, you know, prevalent. Oh my God, I'm terrible today. I got it. We're fine. Sorry. <laughs> You're never allowed back to podcast. I know. <laughs> you just ruined the entire episode. <laughs> now Tony can't think of what he was going to say. You don't even know how to fucking use this, like, alcohol-flavored... Uh, <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Yeah, Leave me alone. That's, fine. That's obviously not helping my functionality <laughs> at all. All right, then I'll do it. But utopia and dystopia could be anything, right. really. I mean, that's what fucking half the... I mean, that's a genre of it is. stories. It is. These, these words were licensed specifically as comic book slash graphic novel licenses. And that's, that's the, the thing where... But using that, you could still be like, why the last man? Right. Dystop- like, dystopian society. And if this is why they trademarked him so that it's secret hidden or whatever. Like, right. Who knows? Oh, that would be great. Why the last man? That would be a great HBO show. I'm more excited about that than thinking of them <laughs> doing an X-Men show. But, Although... I mean, it's po- it's possible, though, that this could be X-Men and X-Men related, which that w- I feel like they would have... When you have networks like FX doing Legion and everything, which is great, or you know ABC doing Agents of Shield, fuck the first season of Agents of Shield, I didn't really like, and they finally found their stride. But what would have happened if ABC axed it? You know, you would have gotten that full story. When you have places like HBO or Netflix and those places where they allow creative team to come in and be like, "All right, you already pitched the idea, so we're going to definitely do at least ten episodes. Let's do a full story arc." I feel like those have better fleshed out stories mm-hmm. and you can like see the resolution. And then if there is a season two, more power to them and us to be able to watch it. So, yeah. And I, and I started thinking about uh, the X-Men movies a little bit more. Yeah. I almost feel that they, they should stop trying to do this continuity shit. Why do we need to have all these X-Men follow a timeline of all being at a... What if it was not even a what-if world, but there's so many different X-Men teams. Right. Nightcrawler and Colossus on one, you know, the original Iceman and Beast stuff. What if they just made movies saying, let's tell a really good story arc. In the X-Men mythos where they went to Genosha and did this, doesn't need to tie into any other one. Doesn't need to tie into the next one. There doesn't need to be some Kind of like what they're doing with Legion. Well, yeah, being it standalone, yeah. and you know they're going to shoehorn that in eventually. So, so, like, no origin stories or anything like that for any of the characters. You're just jumping into well, it. Well, it's more like, so if they're going to do uh, Days of Future Past, that's fine, but you don't have to tie it to the movies in front of it or yeah, the movies the behind it. the first class, like they kind of mm-hmm. did. Just do Days of Future's Past, and that's the well, self-contained story. They even shoehorned it into the original movies, because at the end of Days of Future Past, everything got reset, and kind of, well, and kind of erased those original movies, yeah. which was nice. But, <laughs> you know, they always try to, they're trying to build this massive universe, universe. and they're terrible at it. Because Th- that's what I'm saying. Not everyone needs to make fucking universes. Marvel did it. It was like a gamble. They somehow made it happen. Right. More power to them. But let them do that thing that they do so well. Yes. And why don't you just focus on making good fucking products and movies that I could pop in and be like, oh, I want to watch the, you know, X-Men Apocalypse story arc. And I'll throw it in and it's good and it's not tied into, you know, this Magneto and him being a good guy now but not. And then having Mystique be, you know, beautiful living in her mutant self but then being a human at the time. Yeah. Like, that shit seems so stupid. And we don't need... And you can even have a narrators at the beginning of movies work so well to say what has happened or who these characters are. Previously is, on the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that way, too, you could be like, this was a story from 
fuck, or just having the Watcher, an overall story person, in all these uh, movies can set these movies at any time. Yeah. Like, let me tell you a story of when the X-Men did this, and then, like, and then... <laughs> that sounds like a better setup for a television show. I would love to see you pitch your movie ideas to the... <laughs> <laughs> the Fox they're either, they're Did you gonna... not know that I have? And that's why they're not making it. They're either going to leave the meeting going, what? Or, oh. This weird leprechaun came in, threw Skittles at us, started telling us, imagine if there's a watcher. Somehow Power Rangers were mentioned. I don't know what happened. We don't quick... even own those properties. Oh. <laughs> uh. That is funny. Um, Scott Pilgrim. I've, I found Scott Pilgrim news that I was very excited about. And yes. it's not anything anybody probably is going to be excited about except myself and maybe Josh. Yes. Um, but there is a card game coming out based on Scott Pilgrim called Precious Little Card Game. And it's just going to be like a tabletop card game. Like, is so popular nowadays. So... We'll get to inhabit the characters of Scott Pilgrim and play them out in whatever way we want, and it's going to be awesome. That's another one of my top... I, I, I like the movie. Oh, as my what, God. Because it's a great portrayal of the comic book. Yeah. That's another top five it's movies. A, God, I love that movie. It's such a great movie. It's just... it's. And like I said, the source material, it's pretty spot on. It is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Scott Pilgrim is, what, six books? And this is yeah. one movie that tries to encompass all six books. And yeah. it does a good job smooshing all of that material. It really was dead on for the first book. And then the other five books, they went... They took, like, themes from it, but they completely changed how the fights went and stuff like that. Right. Like, none of that happens the same way, which makes sense. If you read the comic books, you want something different out of the movie. If you watch the movie and want to check out the comic books... Right. You don't, like, the first book is the most boring because you've seen it in the movie a bunch of times. Right. But the rest of them, like, just... I think they're better. I think they're better than the movie. Like, I love the comics. You said that with such a manic face. I, did you see I that? I really <laughs> do. It's my, it is my favorite series of right. books ever it's, made. It's very good. It's Brian Lee O'Malley's. He's a just, god. He's the shit. <laughs> But so there's the, and I'm hoping that the card game will be illustrated by him. I can't imagine that they would let somebody else do oh, the yeah. artwork for it. So yeah. then we'll get new Brian Leo Malley art. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was my big news for the week. Okay. That's all I got. I did see an article uh, about a teacher dressing up as Spider Man to teach science. Mm. in his classroom, which made me think of your brother, because I could totally picture Matt doing something like that. You don't think he doesn't do that? (laughs) The article was based on him, except for he doesn't do science. My question is, Spider-Man teaching science? Is that... Is that isn't there? Wouldn't there be somebody who'd be more appropriate as a comic book hero to teach science? But he's smart. He is super smart. Molecular... I mean, I don't even remember what his PhD is, but it's got to be molecular science. science. Like, it's something yeah. sciencey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, what was the science lesson? Maybe it had to do it's with spiders. Just, that's, yeah. That could be true. That would be weird. That would be confusing for children, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, if it's a science teacher, I would imagine he's probably in high school. He's a high school. Yeah, you know, like. When you're a little kid, your teacher is your teacher. Oh, for all your classes? Yeah. yeah. It is a high school. So, like, yeah, if it was, if he was teaching about spiders, I would kind of get it. Otherwise, Lee, uh, I think oh he God, just. What's his name? Lee Richards? The Fantastic Four? Reed? Reed. Reed well, what did you call him? Lee, Lee Richards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that doesn't fit the name scheme that no, Stanley it doesn't. used. <laughs> Reed Richards, I think, would have been good, too, in general. So. Who would you, who would you put in other classes? Like, who would be your gym teacher? Who would teach you math? Professor X. Your gym teacher. Professor X. <laughs> he does set up a pretty epic danger room. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the dodgeball cannon starts killing you. <laughs> who would be your lunch lady? Your comic book lunch lady. Comic book lunch lady. That's a tough one. I know, Kingpin? right? <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know>. Why? 
He's big. He's like, that's the name. <laughs> like, that's what you're picturing your old lunch lady. He's like, He's just big. I mean, I would want someone like uh, like Emma. She would, like, I want a hot lunch lady. Right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ideal. Yeah. Once a day. I was thinking of, like, realistic. <laughs> oh. I was thinking of idealistic. Yeah. Who, I, Beast, I could see him being any teacher, Liter- really. Literature, But probably. definitely English. my English teacher. Yeah. 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 Well, fuck, all you have to do is look at what they teach at the academy. That's true. That's true. And, I mean, just relate it kind of, sort of, yeah. to real... Real things. Batman teaches you criminal justice. Yes, totally. <laughs> God, that would be that would be so epic. <laughs> We'd have a world full of detectives at this point. <laughs> but I think it's cute. I would have loved to learn science from Spider Man. And now I just kind of want to go watch your brother teach. Probably dressed as a pirate or something. <laughs> what does he teach? What subject does he teach? Government and history. Oh my gosh. He has so many opportunities to dress up. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why he did it, right? Yeah. He does love those genres. <laughs> I think uh, Deadpool would probably do like um Wit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be an awesome home ec class? Sucks, Ed. I think uh, for drama, you would have to have like a co-teaching team of Scott Summers and Jean Grey. Mm, yeah. <laughs> history, history could be Cable. There you go. Or Bishop. Yep. And any of the time travelers. <laughs> yeah. time. All right. Booze in the book this week is uh, a pairing that is kind of... A, not so much when we, when we pick these pairings, we pick up uh, like how the beer you know resonates with the book uh in one way or another but this is kind of more of a just a personal taste because um the book i'm pairing with green lanterns number 18 it is a new story arc which is great for people to jump in on and the book is just fantastic still out of all the dc books that i've continued to read i gave up on batman a long time ago but green lantern I always, you know, sing its praises. It's amazing. It's space. You love space. Yes. And (laughs) recently, as in the other day, uh, pre-gaming for this wonderful Irish weekend, uh, I got a hold of some Yingling Black and Tan. Mm. Yingling that you can't normally get around these parts, but my uh, beer mule from work... (laughs) Has, picture somebody muling beer in their ass for you. Well, they go down to, <laughs> they go down to Ohio, and they picked up some Yingling for me before, which is amazing beer. Like, and it's the world's old or America's oldest brewery, and they've perfected um, the recipe. Well, it's good. It's good beer, and it's inexpensive too. Yeah, it's, and I don't because I don't want to say cheap because it doesn't taste like cheap beer. Like, no, yeah, it tastes. Pretty it's good, good, but it's definitely like not your $12 for a four-pack type of beer either. Yep, and so I was like, I want to try some of this different Yingling, and I picked up the Black and Tan. It was awesome. Yeah? Yes. Uh, it's got a low uh, a- ABP, ABV um, at only 4.7%, which I always like more alcohol for my bang for my buck, but I just, I went right through these. Like, I would just pound them left and right. They... Very, it's dark, and like uh, normal uh, black and tans, when you get them at bars, they're kind of... They mix them. They mix them. The light beer and the dark beer. Yep, so that they settle that way. So I was wondering, too, how does a beer already pre-mixed like that taste? And it tastes wonderful. So, great awesome beer that I had this week, paired with an awesome book that I read this week. Simple as that. Nice. Nothing else to tie it in. All right. That was good. That was a good one. Yeah. Anyone got any uh, good quotes to leave by? I do. <laughs> He's so excited about it, too. <laughs> I got one just for you, Tony. Okay. Because you really need it today. A good... I, I can't do an Irish accent, so I'm just not <laughs> Thank going you. To. I appreciate I'll try. It. Sorry. <laughs> a good laugh and a long sleep are the two best cures for anything. <laughs> that was <laughs> That's actually not pirate. terrible. <laughs> it's more pirate it than anything. It <laughs> A good laugh and a long sleep are the two best cures for anything. That's an old Irish proverb with Snoopy on it in this in, in this graphic that I found. And you know he's an Irish setter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you need to cure your hangover. Well, you've had issues. some good laughs. Now you get a good long sleep. Yeah. Yes. Stay thirsty for more nap time. Yeah.